Welcome to a podcast from Alive Church in Newark. We believe that the gospel changes lives, so we hope you're ready to hear from God, be challenged and inspired. Here's our speaker for today. I'm here to declare today that God's love is for everyone in Alive Newark. I'm here to declare today that God's love is for every resident in Newark. I'm here today to declare that God's love is for anybody in Lincolnshire or Nottinghamshire, everyone within our nation, everyone within the nations of the world. God's love is for us. Then I'm a parent and I like to think that I love my kids to the best that I can. It costs time. It costs effort, it costs work in order to earn some money to be able to provide for those kids as they're growing up. And two, when they've grown up, you still provide for the kids. But the great thing about it is, it's because of the love that is there for a father. Isn't that just incredible this morning, that as we're sitting here in this lovely schoolroom in the middle of Newark, that we are experiencing the love of God in our lives it's sometimes good to ponder on that to consider it to realize afresh you know in 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 the busyness of life sometimes the simple facts of our faith can be put on the back burner and sometimes we need i need to realize afresh that god loves me it was father's day uh, a couple of weeks ago and i was reflecting upon my own father my, my dad was a church minister and uh, he went out to work in order to what we call church plant. Dad established churches all, all different places, but wherever he went, whether it was selling fruit and vegetables, selling insurance, window cleaning or whatever, my dad was out every day that he could in order to earn money that the family never suffered. And that was a great thing that I learned from my dad. And uh, my mum, she used to value everything in pints, pints of milk and loaves of bread. Um, I still do today. It's, it's, it's in me. And mum would go, oh, that would buy a loaf of bread. And it's terms that would come out in mum's general talk. But it, the realisation one, mum was there to ensure that the money that came in the house was used for the benefit of the family and things that were going on. God's love for us is for our benefit. And you know, sometimes just to dwell upon that for a few moments is inspiring, it's enriching, it's satisfying, it's engaging, it breaks the hold of fear, it breaks despair, it plants hope in our lives, it plants assurance where we need that, that God's love is for us. It's very easy when you're in a large crowd that things can become corporate. But within the corporateness of the church worldwide, God loves me as an individual. He loves you as an individual. And there we see that, that scripture confirms God's love for us. Secondly, there is a place called heaven. There is a place called hell. What a statement to make on a Sunday morning. Do you know, sometimes it's good to go back to the basics of our faith and remind ourselves of why we are Christians, why I am a Christian. 
I accepted Jesus Christ to be Lord and Savior of my, of my life. Not just the things that I could get, but the things that I could give. But also to have something in my life that is an assurance of a future one day in heaven. Heaven, we know, is where God is. Hell is where God hasn't got his presence in, in that way. It's a place that the Bible describes quite dramatically in wordage but basically Jesus came to pay the price for things that were offending God in order that we could find a place one day in heaven now then this is the question are we as Christians looking forward to going to heaven we're in holiday season aren't we and some folks are off the Florida some people are off the Skegness some people are off to wherever. And, you know, whenever you say holiday, and I've noticed here in church this morning, smiles come to faces. Instantly, that's that thought of a bag of chips on the seafront, low-flying seagulls, sticks of rock, powerboat racing, whatever. And there's something about holiday. Yes, holiday! Have we got an equal or better excitement about one day going to heaven? You know, when, when, I, when I pondered this after watching this Long Lost Families, I had this sense within, within my own personal life that I didn't celebrate enough the fact that one day I was going to heaven. Is it just possible? I would say in my personal life, I, I got too used to God being God. I got too used to the fact, the assurance that one day I'm going to heaven. I realized within my life, I wasn't actually appreciating the fact that one day I would find myself in heaven. I've had to have a real analysis of where I am in my faith. It's maybe a wake-up call, you call it, whatever. And I'm a minister of the gospel, and, and that was challenging me, watching a TV program, realizing the emotions that were going on there. Am I emotional about going to heaven one day? Dear God, I am. Dear God, there's something of excitement, something of a thrill within my life that one day I'm going to find myself in heaven. Can you imagine what heaven is going to be like? All the PA will be automatic. All the setup will be done. We'll be able to chat and talk and do all those wonderful things in the presence of God. Is it possible within the church in our nation we need to reassess have we got an excitement one day of finding ourselves in heaven are we looking forward more to going to heaven than two weeks in florida later on in the year are we looking more to going to heaven than to moving home into a home with an extra bedroom or whatever the realisation is when something is within our lives that we cannot contain, we become then something contagious. We become infectious in the right way. And we can bless people with that. There is a place called heaven. Billy Graham summarised it well. He said this, Our world is filled with fear, hate, lust, greed, war and utter despair. Surely the second coming of Jesus Christ 
is the only hope of replacing those depressing features with trust, love, universal peace and prosperity. We have a hope that is assured. We one day are going to heaven when Jesus returns for us. Sitting on the sofa watching Long Lost Families, uh, I, I, actually, I must confess, I was more interested in my thoughts than the program by the end of it because I was getting quite consumed with my thoughts. I was reflecting as a child where I was brought up in a church where I was told that Jesus could come at any minute. I, I believe that, but I haven't talked about that for too long. The fact is, in the twinkling of an eye, the King James Version says Jesus will return. We don't know when, we don't know how, it, but he comes. The Bible talks about trumpet sound. I, I'm not bothered what's going on. The fact is, Jesus is coming back. Bang, is coming back to take those of us who are alive with him and those who are dead in Christ will, will be with him to be taken to a place called heaven. I think I've missed out recently on a bit of my excitement in my faith because I haven't been contemplating heaven enough. I haven't been contemplating the, the, the moment in time where, where Jesus will return to take me to heaven to be with him. It's going to be such an amazing time. It's going to be a time where we're going to be able to meet with loved ones again, those that, 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 that we miss, but one day, those who are in Christ, we will meet them in heaven. It's going to be an exciting time. In Matthew 24, it says this, no one knows the day or the hour when these things will happen, not even the angels in heaven or the Son himself, only the Father, only God knows when the Son of Man will return. It will be like in Noah's day, in those days before the flood, the people were enjoying banquets and parties and weddings right to the time Noah entered the boat. People didn't realize what was going to happen and then the flood came and swept them away. I don't want anybody to miss out on going to heaven. I'm grateful for the assurance I have in my life, but I want everybody to have that opportunity like me. Third this morning, throughout scripture we read of people experiencing the highs and lows of life and still relating to God and God to them. Life is not a bowl of cherries. You can be sat in this venue this morning having the roughest time in your life. God cares about you. You can be having the most triumphalistic time in your life. God cares about you. I thank God for the Bible, the Holy Bible, which tabulates so many instances and times where people have been living their life and gone through different aspects of life and God has shown up for them. Think of Noah. just mentioned Noah a minute ago. Noah existed at a time where basically the, the, the people had gone against God. They weren't doing the things God wanted to do. God was really brassed off with them, in fact. So much so, he decided that he was going to destroy the lot and start again. It's quite, quite a decision to make that, isn't it? I can remember once making a model boat. And I got part way through with the boat and I thought, no, it's not good enough. So I pulled it all to bits and started again. You imagine that being God, so upset with things, you said, that's it, enough. 
But there was a man we read of called Noah. And Noah found grace in the eyes of God. Why? Because Noah talked with God. And you know, for me in my life, and for all of us, the challenge comes again. How often are we talking to God? I believe it will be open door time for many of us in our lives if we talk to God more. Scripture teaches us that God wants us to talk with him and he wants to talk with us. We call that prayer. God speaks back to us in many, many different ways. But no, he see, he said, right, okay, this is it. You're going to float. I'm going to build a boat. So the faith in that man to build a boat, which we know as the ark, so big, I mean, can you imagine back of your house saying, right, this is going to, I'm, I'm going to build a jolly ark here. So you phone B&Q up and you go, have you got any wood in, you know, in modern days, try, trying to do something of that order. But Noah did it. People told him he was an idiot. He was a right plonker. What on earth are you doing that for, you idiot? It's not raining. He said, but the rain will come. You see, Noah taught with God. And Noah lived under the grace of God. So from that, I asked myself the question, how determined is Mark Hutton to pursue God? How determined are we to pursue God? Are we reading our scripture? Are we spending time in prayer? Are we seeking after God and saying, God, I really want to experience more in my life? There was a guy called Daniel, wasn't there? Daniel was a, a young man. He was uh, imprisoned. Uh, what was that like for him? Even thrown with a few lions. It's not the thing you do every day, is it? What are you doing today, Daniel? Well, I don't know. Ah, thrown in with the lions. Not a good experience in life. But because Daniel was a young man of prayer who daily prayed and sought God, he was saved from possible death. And the challenge to me in my life is how persistent am I in prayer? It's very easy to give up asking God for something. As a teenager, I learned my lesson in that. And I vowed that I would never, ever give up praying. If somebody is sick and they say, will you pray for me? I will pray for them until they're completely healed or until they pass away to be with Jesus. Two, three weeks ago on a Friday night, we had a phone call, gone seven o'clock at night. Would we go to the hospice and, and sit and pray with someone? So we got in the car, we were straight off there. And there, uh, just, just holding the hand of, of this lovely brother in Christ, in his 40s, loved Jesus, loves Jesus. And he's in his final moments of life, and we could share and, and talk with him. He had this amazing peace within his life that he was going to be with Jesus. And you know, when, when you sat there and the whole dynamic is taking place before your very eyes... For me, even as a minister, it's a fresh realization of the preciousness of a relationship with a holy God. That even at the lowest point seeming in life, God is there. The Holy Spirit comes and brings peace. 
Maybe, maybe in life, we don't pray enough. We're not persistent in our prayers like Daniel. In your workplace, is work really that bad? Are your figures really that low? I tell you, I, 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 know, I know people in business who have been shaken to the very roots of their finances, thinking the, the business was about to go over. And they've cried out to God and miraculous things have taken place and their businesses are successful today. I can take you to people within the finances in the home of struggle. They say, God, what can we do with this? How are things going to happen? And they've never given up. They've asked daily, God, please, would you help? God, please, would you help? God, please, would you help? And God has turned up. An envelope's come through the door. There's been some cash in it. Somebody's come to them and said, I believe you need some help in your life at this time and given them a check. We need to be in a place, being persistent in prayer. Matthew 6, verse 9, Jesus taught us, this is how you pray, our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we also have forgiven our debtors and lead us not into temptation but deliver us from the evil one. What about that bloke called Job? You read about him? Man, a life. We think life's rough for some people. I mean, he wouldn't have even gotten Jeremy Kyle. I know it's finished now, but you know what I mean. He wouldn't have got on there. He's like, it was so gross. Jeremy Kyle couldn't have even got his head around what Job was going through. But yet, Job trusted in God. People tempted, people teased him, told him to sack it, give up his faith, get out of the way, do this, do that and the other. And yet there was a man called Job who kept his commitment to God. And God brought him through. So if we think about Job, how committed are we to God? Sitting on a sofa, there it was, these thoughts. I'm, I'm sharing these thoughts with you this morning. I'm musing through my mind, watching long-lost families. How, how committed am I to God? Wow, what a wake-up call to Mark Hunt. I love living out of the Christian life. I love being with Christians. I love all the worship. I love all the work that goes with it. I love getting up in the daytime and saying, thank you, God, for a new day. Thank you, God, for life. Holy Spirit, would you come? I love all the experiences of the Holy Spirit in my life. Things going on. But ultimately, the challenge comes to me. Mark Hutton, how committed are you to God? I just want to be a person that's living my life as I am. Loving God, loving Jesus, being grateful for the Holy Spirit touching my life and saying, God, please, would you make this day so exciting? I haven't got room enough to contain the blessing in my life. I, I want today, God, to be that place where I experience heaven's dynamics going on here. I've been on a, a, a process now, it's five years coming up soon, where I ask the Holy Spirit, please would you touch my life out of church environment, in, in the workplace? Please, please would you allow me to experience you more? That's basically the simpleness of my faith. I, I could write books already of the things that have happened in my life. You know, part of my life, uh, uh, I work as a pharmacist during the week. It helps pay the bills. 
And, and the thing about it is the consultation times, time and time and time again, I get a nudge off the Holy Spirit and just, just gives me that little nudge. And it's beyond my medical knowledge. Some things, we've got to get this, they're beyond my medical knowledge, my training, my experience. The things that I would look for, I get a nudge of the Holy Spirit, I go with the flow of that. And amazing things can take place. Two people I know, within the last three or four months now, are alive today because I took a nudging of the Holy Spirit. It's not for my glory. Hey, I'd, I'd, I wouldn't have made the decision in my own, myself. It was a nudge of the Holy Spirit. One guy took him in my car, took him into casualty at Lincoln Hospital. And just as I left him there to get back to the pharmacy, the guy went down, he flatlined twice at that time, kept in hospital for a week, and then, then released. Another, another lady, she was having a stroke. There was no lopsidedness, nothing there. Speech was okay, but I, I just had this nudge. You've got to get her to the hospital, she's having a stroke. And I'm saying it's not for my glory, please. I'm using this as an example this morning to illustrate what God can do, what he can do, what he can say, what he can help with, what he can just make something different in our lives. I want this for you this morning, folks. I desperately want you to be in a place where you're experiencing a holy God in a dynamic that maybe you've never experienced before. But what, could, what God can do for a bloke called Mark, it can more than do for any one of us in here this morning. Job committed God. Think of Moses as we're bringing this to a close. A murderer. A total picture of failure called Moses. Yet God anointed him to lead his people. But you know the amazing thing is Moses, even in leading his people, never actually brought them to the promised place. He was willing to serve. How prepared are we to serve God today? What extra five minutes, what extra ten minutes, and I use that because that's the language we know, are we prepared to use to serve God? God's love surrounds us every day. And I bring to a close as I started off. God's love is steadfast and unchanging. God's love comforts us. God's love is revealed to us through Jesus Christ. God's love is poured into us through the Holy Spirit. And God's love compels us to love one another. I want to ask as a close, do you know Jesus? Do you know Jesus as your Lord and Savior? Does Jesus make the difference to you in your life? Maybe you're in a place where you've considered yourself to be a Christian, but you just since today, I want to make that decision. We're going to put a prayer up on, on the back screen, if that's possible, please. And uh, this prayer will come up, which is there now. And I'd ask that we, we say this all together. And then once we've uh, said that all together, I'm going to ask us to close our eyes, bow our heads, so that I can give the opportunity, if anybody's saying this prayer for the first time, for you to put your hands up and accept. And then immediately following that, uh, we're going to have some very nice music that's put on the PA. And I'm going to bring a, a challenge then to the rest of us in here and our walk with God. 
Okay, so let's share this together, shall we? Thank you, God, for loving me before I ever love you. Thank you, Jesus, for dying on the cross for me. Thank you that I can get connected to you now because you are alive today. I admit that I have lived my life without you and have messed up. I ask for your total forgiveness and I commit myself to you. Help me to submit my life to your teaching and direction from now on. I receive you into my life and ask you to fill me with your Holy Spirit. Amen. Let's just close our eyes, shall we? And if maybe you've never said a prayer like this before, I just want to uh, acknowledge that and come and have a chat with you at the end of the service. If you shared that prayer with me for the first time, would you just raise your hand right now, just straight up? Anybody in here shared that prayer? Just two moments, give you opportunity, and then we're moving on to the second part. Okay, for the rest of us this morning, I, I just want to bring a challenge to us in our lives. Have you been challenged, as I've taught this morning, as I was challenged, sat on a sofa in Saxelby watching a programme called Long Lost Families? Is there something maybe in your life that you want to know more of the dynamic of God? Want to know more of that fellowship of the Holy Spirit in your life? Want to appreciate more what Jesus has done for you? I really felt this morning that I wanted to close this service by offering the opportunity. Hazel will come and stand with me. And uh, it's going to go like this. If, if, if you want to make a statement, your stepping out is your statement that you want that in your life. We're just going to anoint your head with oil and then you can walk on by. So there's nothing heavy, nothing uh, dramatic from us. But I believe if you will take that step this morning, God will touch your life in the coming days in a way that you've never experienced before. I believe in a God who loves us, who cares about us. He wants the best for us. And God's best is beyond anything that we can even comprehend in our natural minds. Finance can come into your lives. Healing can come to your bodies. An experience of the Holy Spirit can be experienced that you've never experienced before. Your business can take on a completely new dimension. Your teaching can become more contagious. Your work in the community, wherever you place your feet, can know the touch of God upon it. And lives without even, without even knowing that you're a Christian. I have people come into cons consultation rooms when they're coming in for medication reviews and I've had this time and time again and they sit down in the chair and some people just start crying and they go, oh, I'm really sorry, I don't know why I'm doing it. And, and, and they start crying. I know what's cooking. The Holy Spirit is touching their lives before I've even opened my mouth. It's for the glory of God, nothing to do with me. But we can be experiencing these things in our life. I can make a phone call and just say a few words to a person. And they say, you can't believe the timing of this phone call. It's just incredible. Nothing to do with me. It's the Holy Spirit of God giving us the nudgings. So this is how we're going to have uh, this beautiful music. We can have it a little bit louder if you like. And we're going to stand here and you just walk past us and we're just anointing with oil and ask the blessing of God upon you. And then we'll bring things to a close. That's all from us today. Thanks for listening. We pray you have a great day.